the World Series is over, and the odds for who will be in the next World Series are already out. We'll talk about those odds, plus what lessons were learned from the 2022 playoffs that the Royals can take and grow from during this offseason and next year. All of that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Kansas City Royals' odds to win the 2023 World Series, plus talk about the lessons that you can learn from this postseason which can help you know, teams build and shape their organizations for success in the coming off seasons. What, what is the new way to win in baseball? And how will some of these lessons change as we get more data points on the new rule changes and on kind of where this team, where, where this sport is going with these new rule changes from around baseball. So we'll talk about that as well. So a lot to get into today. I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking to Royals baseball. I had to cut last week a bit short because I just had an awful cough. Still have the cough to some degree right now. So if you if you hear long pauses, it's because I've had to cough and hit the cough button. Uh, but other than that, we should be able to thrive through another week of talking Royals baseball here on the Lockdown Royals podcast. Also, check out Lockdown MLB for a great postseason recap uh, over there as well. And offseason preview for all the impending free agents, which we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to do that later on this week, talk about the free agency pool and what are some realistic names that the Royals could target uh, as the offseason continues. And of course, check out Locked on Astros as they uh, celebrate their World Series championship and Locked on Chiefs celebrating a huge Sunday night football win over Tennessee. So a lot going on here on the Locked on Podcast Network, and we're happy to be a part of it. Now, let's start with the fact that the World Series has come and gone, and that means that the baseball season has come and gone, and that is also very, very sad. Because we all love baseball and wish that it was baseball season year-round, but I really believe that baseball feels like it has the shortest off season. Like There's only 140-something days until opening day, uh, which just is incredible whenever you consider that you know, before opening day, you get a month of spring training, uh, you know, a month and a half of spring training. So really, there's like what, 80 days until <laughs> until pitchers and catchers and all the all the uh, baseball things start to happen. And the Royals have a lot to be excited about because they have the brand new, you know, manager. And I'm going to count this as a brand new ownership. As I mentioned before, I think that I think that these moves of firing the pitching coach, firing the manager, firing the GM 
have all kind of put a stamp on, okay, this is when the Sherman era begins and we see how he operates a baseball team and not how Dayton Moore operates a baseball team. So a lot to look forward to. And I, I, I got an email this morning and it was from our friends over at Bet Online who we're going to talk about later on. And they talked about the opening 2023 World Series chances. So the odds to win the World Series for 2023. Of course, the favorite is the LA Dodgers. The LA Dodgers are 11 to two to win the World Series. The defending, you know, the defending winners, Houston Astros, they're seven to one odds to win the World Series. And then you got the Braves, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Mets, the Phillies, the Padres, the White Sox, all filing in below that. Then the Cardinals, the Mariners, the Brewers, and the Red Sox, the Rays, the Giants. Some things that stand out to me so far. We'll get to more of them. Interesting that. Um, the Phillies are ahead of the Padres and the White Sox. And now the White Sox hired Pedro Gafal, who of course is near and dear to the hearts of every Kansas City. And I think that that is a great hire. I think that that hire Pedro Gafal will allow the White Sox to really burst onto the scene next year and kind of show how good this team is. Like this, this White Sox team when they're healthy, which health has been a problem, but also when they're when they're actually properly managed, I think that which I think that Pedro Gafal can do more than Tony Russo could do. Uh, they can actualize a lot of this talent. They, they have some of the best talent in baseball. It's going to be healthy and going to be managed properly. I think that those are two things that you can expect from them in the next season. So I find it interesting that the Phillies are ahead of both those teams. I know that the Phillies just made the World Series, and maybe that's kind of how the odds get set. But I think that the Phillies run was kind of more of a miracle run than something that's that's sustainable. But for the Phillies' sake of it and, and for the odds makers' sake of it, you have a big market with Dave Dombrowski who's going to push all in to win a World Series any time that he can. And now I'm sure that the ownership will now uh, even more so dip into the pocketbook to try to get over the hump, seeing how close that they were this year. So maybe that kind of plays into it as well. But I was interested to see the Padres and them uh, below the Phillies and the Blue Jays uh, to some extent as well. Uh, the the Red Sox being above the Rays, you know, seems like, uh, just seems like a, kind of like the Lakers, how the Lakers are always heavy favorites, even though they, we know they have terrible teams like this year's Lakers team was like, I want to say like a top 10 title odd winner whenever we knew that they weren't like a true title contender, but they, but Vegas knows a lot of people will bet on uh, the, the Lakers. A lot of people will bet on the Red Sox. So you want to juice the odds a little bit um, for them. So I think that that's kind of what happened there. The giants, angels, Orioles, and guardians all in that same tier. And then you have the Twins, Rangers, and Tigers. They're they are fifty to one for the Twins and Rangers, sixty to one for the Tigers, and then you have your Kansas City Royals at seven to one. Kansas City Royals being at seven to one, seventy five to one, I should say, is interesting because they're ahead of the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Reds, the Rockies, the Athletics, the Pirates, and the Nationals. So they are ahead of seven other Major League Baseball teams to win the World Series. They're only you know, a little bit off of the Twins and the Rain- and the Rangers and the uh, Tigers, who are at 51 and 61 respectively. I think that this team, this Royals team, of course, is not going to be a title contender this year, but with a very young team and a new manager that can really burst onto the scene, and I think that the Royals will make some improvements, at least in the margins, through free agency and through the draft, that you begin to look at a team that will be much more competitive this year 
than it has been in recent years, where I can't say the same for the Diamondbacks. I can't say the same for the Cubs. can't say the same for the Reds, Rockies, Athletics, Nationals, Pirates. Uh, so I think that that's where kind of the odds get set there. It's not necessarily um, about who will realistically win the World Series, uh, but kind of where they'll fate, where they're, they're going to kind of finish in the standings, uh, so to say. But that's just one of many things you can bet on with our good friends over at betonline.net. Folks, you step in right now, betonline.net, and you can bet on football, NFL, college, but on basketball, NBA, or college basketball. You can even still bet on baseball. We just mentioned the World Series, um, the World Series future odds, but you can also uh, bet on other aspects like uh, who will win the Cy Young Award, which will be announced pretty soon, and things of that nature. But check it out today. Bet online is where the game starts for the best odds, lines, news, scores, info, podcasts. Check it out. BetOnline.net for all your favorite betting needs. And since baseball season is over, you can go to BetOnline.net, go to their sports book, and bet on the Chiefs. And so right now, the football uh, weekend is over, which means another one starts right around the corner against Jacksonville. The Chiefs are 9.5-point favorites right now at home against Jacksonville. Go check that out today, betonline.net, and uh, tell them that Lockdown sent you. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Bet Online. I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals. Baseball, for your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. What this is, is the biggest stories in sports each and every day given to you in 30 minutes or less. From our host, Pete Rakowski, going beyond the box score and behind the scenes with our Lockdown podcast uh, local experts. So go check it out today, Lockdown Sports Today. Uh, go check them out today, wherever you get podcasts from, including on YouTube. They are there and available for you, just as we are. So that was the odds to win the World Series for next year. I just I, I got on that little tangent because I thought that that was very interesting, kind of where the teams were placed at uh, and everything. But overall, for baseball this season, um, I think that there was a lot of lessons to learn from the postseason, um, and and from where this team is and where this team kind of wants to be. Even just looking at this World Series. So in this World Series, you had that crazy game one where the Astros get up 5-0, then the Phillies tie at 5-5 and hit the, walk, hit the home run and on the walk-off the home run, the top of the 10th to win it, uh, and then which was just an incredible game in game one. And then from there, it kind of wasn't very uh, competitive, mostly because of the games, like like, like the game that the Phillies won. After that, was a 7 to nothing win. Uh, but I think that this... That this season showed two different things, two different avenues. The first thing it showed was the Phillies, like the Phillies getting to the world series because they never gave up on themselves. And they had the, they had the um, ability to fire 
Joe Girardi, you know, at the, at the quarter point through the season, uh, getting that new manager, that new voice, that those new ideas, it unlocks something for the team and, and it made them better. And I think that, I think that you can take that for Kansas city and look at next year. Like, yes, it'll be a lot of the same guys. It'll be a lot of the same um, players in this roster, but having that new manager, having a new pitching coach, having a new coaching staff, like those things matter. And those things will, will, have new ideas and open up new avenues and um, bring these players closer and get them better as players individually um, just with the new coaching staffs. Like the Phillies are proof that sometimes these same players can still work and still be good and still win games. They weren't winning before just by getting fresh voices in the clubhouse. So that was a huge lesson uh, that was learned for, for the season in terms of the Phillies individually getting to to get into the world series. For the Astros, drafting well. It sounds obvious, but to to sustain success, you have to draft well. Look up and down that Astros lineup. How many of those guys are homegrown guys like Altuve, uh, like like uh, Jeremy Pena, a rookie that wins you know an MVP in the in the CS and the in the World Series. Like you have to draft well, and then you can supplement that talent with trades and with free agents you cannot skip steps on this you can't just draft one really good guy and then go all in on free agents and 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 trades you have to draft a foundation for your organization you have to draft replacements for guys like Correa who are inevitably going to leave and then you can start to fill in the gaps through the trade like getting Trey Mancini and getting other you know Michael Brantley through trades and things of that nature like the Astros and Phillies are two give two examples of how the Royals have to win and have to compete. It'll be fresh voices for the Royals this year, like like it was for the Phillies. And then the Royals are always going to have to try to find a way to draft well and sustain success through the draft. So those are just two of the teams that are in the World Series that offer a ton of um, lessons for Kansas City. And then I think that the in terms of like the game to game stuff and the um, individual games, it's tough to really gauge anything from these playoffs. Cause I truly believe that baseball looks so much different compared to this year as the rules change, as you can't shift anymore. Um, I think that that will be a, a big deal for the future of the sport and the longevity of it. And, the enjoyability of it, honestly. So uh, I'm interested to see uh, kind of how that evolves throughout time. But those are just kind of the two things that were really sticking out to me about this World Series, like the World Series odds for next year, obviously. And and then kind of what lessons you can take from the World Series teams and kind of continue for Kansas City. But it's an exciting time in Kansas City. Obviously, the Chiefs are doing well. And so that's always great, you know, across the parking lot. But also I think that the Royals have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things to be excited about because they um, have made a change. And I think change is a good thing, especially when the old school way of doing things did not feature a ton of winning. Like It sounds crazy because they did go to two World Series and win one. But outside of those two years, and even including those two years, right? Like, Think about how crazy this is. So since 2000, which includes the two World Series appearances 
and the championship and world championship win. So since 2000, the Royals have the worst record in baseball. The worst record in baseball since 2000. So that 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 kind of grouping, you know, of of, of Dayton Moore and everyone that he hired, um, it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. The way Dayton Moore views baseball does not work in Kansas City. What works in Kansas City is the way that Cleveland and, and Tampa Bay view baseball. It's shrewd moves. It is talent evaluation. It is finding diamonds in the rough. It is finding wins in the margin. And you have now an owner from the Cleveland organization, a manager from the Tampa Bay organization. You have now guys and people and, and pieces that view baseball the way that it takes for small market teams to win. You also have a very fun young nucleus. Bobby Witt Jr. is awesome. Jim Melendez is awesome. I believe that Nick Prado and Vinny Pascantino are going to be very good players. I still haven't given up on Kyle Isbell yet. I think that Kyle Isbell can be a nice uh, everyday outfielder. And what's even more exciting than that is the fact that you can't give up on these young pitchers just yet. And I think that had they brought back Cal Eldridge, it'd be a lot easier to just say, okay, well, obviously Jackson Kowar is not good. Obviously um, Daniel Lynch is not good. Obviously Asa Lacey is not good, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that with the Royals making a change, you're going to get a fresh set of eyes on all of these young pitchers. None of them whom have pan out besides Brady Singer. Brady Singer did take a massive leap since June of last year um, and, and has looked the part. But on top of your solidified good young pieces, you're going to get an actual pitching coach that can actually coach pitchers and actually develop them well, which Calendars could not do. And he'll get a chance to work with Daniel Lynch, with John Hazley, with Chris Bubich, with Brad Keller. He'll get a chance to work with Asa Lacey and uh, that 18-year-old that they drafted from Connecticut. I can't think of his name right now. They'll get a chance to work with um, all these all these kind of first-round pitchers that they've drafted over the years. And it can save their careers. Because let's face it, if they still had Cal Eldridge, their careers would be over in Kansas City. Then they'd probably catch on somewhere else with a different pitching coach that actually knew how to coach pitchers and be awesome. Uh, But uh, I'm interested to see kind of how this all works. And I think that this team could have a turnaround like the Phillies where – it's not the World Series, like don't get me wrong. It, it's not a turnaround like the World Series, but it's a turnaround in the sense of they go from one of the worst teams in baseball this year, they just played uninspired ball, to a team that is competitive and is scrappy and finishes you know five or less games out of the playoffs just based upon changing the coaching staff and getting new leadership in the organization. I think that that's a turner you can be excited for in Kansas City. Let me know what you think about this offseason so far for the Royals and what kind of your projections are. When you head into this offseason and the winning meetings around the corner, free agency opens up around the corner, what do you expect this Royals team to achieve in the next year? Let me know down below on YouTube, also on Twitter at LockdownRoyals and on email LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. So, that's what we got for you today. I'm Rylan Styles, uh, and we'll be here again tomorrow. All throughout the week, we're going to talk about free agents. What are some 
Um, what are some actual great targets for them, some realistic targets for the Royals? We'll also talk about how the rule changes can change baseball and, and what this sport will look like this time next year. We're also going to talk about uh, the the top players to watch for in the system next year to get, to get called up and start our player review series. We'll review the season for each individual player and deem if they had a successful year or an unsuccessful year. So a lot to look forward to on Lockdown Royals to network your teams every day. Make sure now that this podcast is over, you go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the Lockdown Chiefs podcast, the Lockdown MLB podcast, and any other Lockdown team that you love like the Chiefs, like the Royals, like Mizzou, like KU, uh, and like everything else in your life that you love sports-wise. Just search up Locked On Team Name, and you'll find a daily podcast there for your team. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.